All right. Well, good morning, everyone. Welcome. It's 9.15, so that's a pretty good uh, pretty good record for getting switched to a different room and getting all set up. Thank you all for your assistance and in, in getting things set up. My name is Wes Fryer, and I am so thrilled to have a chance to share with you today some ideas, some apps, and some techniques for creating enhanced ebooks. And that means ebooks that not only have text and images, but can also have our recorded voices. And maybe even more exciting than our voices might be our kids' voices. So I know we've got some school teachers in the room. We have some grandparents in the room. Um, I intentionally offered this up as a session to a variety of groups. We may even have some homeschoolers here. Um, And so don't feel like you are behind (laughs) because we're all behind. There's so many new things coming out every day. You may be new to the iPad. You may not have an iPad, um, but I think that there'll be some good things for you to learn today. Um, They do have a sign in and we may need to go grab that during a break. Oh, you, uh, yeah, I'm, I just, I've got a piece of paper for email. There's a website, which hopefully, um, most of you found that's on meetup.com. And so this is a site where you can RSVP. I'm on my iPad, so I better go over here. Um, And you also uh, can share reviews and you can share this with other folks. And so uh, if you didn't find this uh, website, um, you can simply Google playing with media meetup and or you might put Oklahoma in there, but I think it'll come right up on Google as the That's the first thing. And so this is a way to stay um, in touch. I've been a part of a of a meetup group that's met in Edmond the last three years. I've been going uh, for WordPress and they've used this site. And it's really been great because it, you know, will send you an email, update you. And then you also get to, you know, say what you like, you know, give feedback. Um, And so there's a. A small fee that I'm paying to, you know, have the group, but it's a there's a lot of different meetup groups that are going. So I'm going to pass a paper handout uh, or not a handout. Sorry, a paper sign up. Just if you'll put your name and your email, especially if you didn't get RSVP'd. And that way I'll send you an email after our class with uh, a reminder of where you can get these resources and where um, we'll you know do this again and what we'll do again. The only other handout that I have is uh, a card. I have a little Moo card. Um, Moo makes these nice, cute mini cards. And so um, if you want to grab one of those, that has my information. If you want to get a hold of me, it also has the Playing With Media um, website on it. Um, the little pin I'll pass around, this is clever. Canadian Valley Tech Center has it. It's a stylus on one end, and it's a pin on the other. So... I'll get my act together at some point, maybe, and have those to to give away. But um, what I'd like to do first, just uh, briefly to kind of get a little idea of of who's here. Um, How many of you are um, educators, Uh, your your teachers? Okay, so that's over over half the the room. Um, How many of you are? Parents or grandparents, and you can raise your hand more than once for this, um, and are interested in maybe doing ebooks with kids or grandkids. All right. Do we have any homeschoolers that are here? All right. We've got homeschoolers. Um, do we have others that are that don't fit in either of those categories, but are just interested in in this? Okay. What I think we'll start off with today is uh, I'm just going to jump in and show you a few ebooks to get started. Um, it's nice that we have the morning, um, we have the room until 12, and what I'd like to do is show you some, some enhanced ebooks to see some of the possibilities. 
And then the main app that we're going to use is one that's listed here that's called Book Creator for iPad. And I'm not affiliated or connected to the group that makes that app. But um, I am a teacher. I have been working the last year in Yukon Public Schools as a coach, working with their K-12 teachers, but mainly elementary and, and middle school teachers. And one of the things that we've done is, is create ebooks. In fact, I was just working with a fifth grade teacher on Wednesday with her students creating them. Um, but before I just launch in, uh, let me give you an opportunity really quickly to turn to your neighbor. You may or may not know your neighbor. And if you're by yourself, you may need to shift a little bit so you can talk to a neighbor. Uh, tell that person um, who you are, why you came and what your interest in. Uh, or maybe we could say, what is your experience with ebooks? You might have read a Kindle book before. Uh, you may uh, have just gotten an iPad. But what's your experience with electronic books and uh I'll uh, turn on a little timer here and give you about uh, two minutes to talk with somebody close to you. All right. So let's visit. Now, did it go? It went to sleep on you? Yeah. So, if you want to change that, you can press your home button because you can change how long that takes. So, yeah, just press the home button. Uh-huh. And then, if you uh, go to the, the system settings, which look like the gear there, um, there's a setting under general that says auto lock, and yours is set to two minutes. So, if you tap that auto lock, okay. instead of automatically going to sleep after two minutes, you can make that five, 10, 15, or you could do never. It's a nice idea to leave it on something. That way, if there's a any person, it could be you or someone else, who leaves it on, it doesn't drain the battery. It actually, you know, like the computer screen goes to sleep. Yes. If, yes, that would be a good thing to do is to go ahead and download that. That's the main one that we're going to use. Um, well, actually, right on that page, if you just uh, click on, uh, scroll down, yeah, scroll down a little bit, click on creating uh, enhanced ebooks, and then scroll down a little bit. I've got a link to it right there, so just click on Book Creator, and it'll immediately go to that one. That way, you don't have to search for it. Okay, nice little. We can have the elephant uh, trumpeting as well. So just to kind of, it's a little bit bright um, on the front. Not sure. I didn't mean to do that. Does anybody know where the lights were? 
Yeah. Okay. I was. We'll, we'll try to trim this down a little bit. Um, so just to give us a little idea of where okay. where folks are, um, you want to share something that you said about your ebook experiences, or you could volunteer your neighbor to share, particularly if you know your neighbor and you know. Mostly just using we, we have like ebooks in our library catalog, or we have like interactive books in a database that we subscribe to that we can log in and use. Okay. So, and have you been doing that on the iPad or on a Kindle or a Nook or what kind of? Mostly on computers. We start doing it on iPads now. Okay. Yay, good job. All right. Anybody else? Is anybody a, a lover of, of ebooks like you just, you, you have a, a Kindle and what, what do you have to you read? I have on my iPad, I've got iBooks as well as Kindle and I've got over 700 books. Over 700 ebooks. Okay, I think that qualifies as a lover of ebooks. So why do you love your ebooks so much? My husband made a deal with me because when we got married, he, he's not a reader. I am. He couldn't understand why I books. So when the iPad started coming out, he said, for every book I got rid of and donated to the library, we'd get an ebook. Ah. So I kind of finagled that if he got me the series, I'd get rid of the one or two books I had here. <laughs> so wow. That is an interesting negotiation. And that's evidently... Uh, resulted in some sizable space, you know, opened up some space in your home if yes. 700 books are now on your device. All right. My wife is definitely an ebook addict. Every single night she's reading on her Kindle. We were on a trip a few summers ago when we were driving to the airport and she had just finished her book. And we were on the road, on the interstate, driving to the airport when she clicked on her Kindle and got the new book. And, you know, that was one of these aha moments. Oh, my gosh, this is so amazing. How many of you have checked out um, an ebook from the library, from Metro Library? So that's an app called Overdrive. And one of the things that is interesting about that is how long do you get to keep your book? Thank you. Two weeks, right? But you can recheck it. So it creates a little immediacy because we live in this world awash with information. There's so many different ways to get information. It's kind of interesting that when you check out an ebook for free from the library, you have a little pressure to read it. Where, whereas if you just buy one, there's, there's not really that pressure. It will go off your device. I don't know yet if you lose notes when you recheck it. I haven't found that part out yet. Uh, but you can also be on a waiting list because there are just so many licenses that they'll have. Like they'd have so many physical books. They might have five electronic licenses to have such, a, such and such book checked out. So there are a lot of different ebook apps on the iPad. And we'll talk about some of those. But the one we're going to open first today is called iBooks. And we're going to, I'm going to show you um, a book that was published in Indonesia by students and teachers two weeks ago. And it's called Our Batak House. And if I, I do not know how to speak um, Batak, which is their language. And so but we'll, we'll get to hear the kids speaking it. And I may uh, get corrected on, on the pronunciation of that. So, you know, the Kindle is there for Amazon. iBooks is Apple's app. Uh, the Nook app is there. But I'm going to go ahead and open up iBooks and um, show you this book. So this book is in my library. So I've got a lot of different books in my library. In fact, all of my family loves the Harry Potter books. And this Thanksgiving, we went ahead and bought all, I think it was 50 bucks, but we bought all of the Harry Potter books. 
So they're on our devices now, you know, and, and boy, doesn't that make the value of an ebook visible when my third grader has been hauling, you know, the he, you know, real thick book. And there's some excitement about tackling a book that big. And then there's a weirdness to not knowing how long the book is when it doesn't really have the same kind of page numbers. But she has a little used iPod touch that we bought. And for her to have every Harry Potter book on this little iPod touch that she has permission from her third grade teacher down at Quail Creek to bring to class. I mean, that is it's really a neat thing. Brad? Now, when you buy those for your iPad, do you get to share them with your other family's iPads for no more money? So this is a great question. For most ebooks, you will buy them from the store um, and you'll own and. You like with the uh, Kindle, what we do for our family is we just share one account. That way, when my wife buys a book or I buy a book and if I can click in the middle here um, and click the home button, the house, all of the books that we have are shared on our same account. And that's how with a Kindle uh, account, I think they limit it to so many devices and I think we probably have five or six devices that share those. But I can't physically with this Kindle book take it out and give it to you. I can share it with my family. And it's ebooks in the way that they're being licensed now. We really don't buy them. We license them. You're buying a license to get to access it. So there's a lot of different different issues with that. What we're going to do today, creating books, we get to do whatever we want with them. Now, that doesn't mean we can't violate copyright. Sure, we could, you know, copy uh, Mickey Mouse and copy all kinds of things that would be not a great idea and get ourselves in trouble. Um, And there's interesting copyright laws. A couple years ago, my son needed to read Animal Farm um, by by Orwell, right? And that book is out of copyright in Australia, but it's in copyright in the United States. And we actually bought it on the Amazon Kindle store. But it turns out someone had illegally put that on the store. This was controversial. It was about three years ago. So Amazon didn't ask our permission. They sucked the book off of our devices and refunded the money. And people around the country got kind of upset. Because if I go to the bookstore and buy a book, you don't come into my house and take it out. You know, but that really brought home this idea that we're not buying the ebooks, in most cases, we are licensing their use. So in the, in the answer to Brad's question about Harry Potter, J.K. Rowling and her publisher, rather than giving 30% to Amazon or 30% to Apple, they set up their own website called Pottermore, and then you download the books from them and put them on your device. So that's why we're able to take these books um, and, and do that. So let me just go ahead and open up this book and uh, we'll experience it and we'll talk about it. And as you uh, experience this book, we, we, we play it and you see it. I want you to think about what is different and, and valuable about this book that, you know, makes it more than just a PDF file. Because I can take a paper file and make a PDF of it. And that's an ebook. I mean, that's electronic. And who could read a PDF file as far as computers? Pretty much everybody, right? You have a PDF reader. So don't undervalue PDF. That's really a, a powerful thing to have a format that everybody can read. But what is different about this? We live in the house. 
My name is Mika Sierra. Go My name is Tata Sianipa. Go Ahushi My name is Tata Sianipa. Go Ahushi Tata This is our house. We go inside. We are now inside our house. Hami Sanari Nunga We are watching TV. Hami Marantan TV. Our little sister isn't watching TV because she is sleeping. Angitko Danda Hat Marantan TV. This is our little sister. Her name is Chichi Sianipa. Nian Anginani Guarnasichi Borshanipa. Our sister is asleep in the sling. Anginani Murumjiamune. This is all of us. Nian Hanisude. We want to go down to the kitchen. Our grandmother is cooking. Let's go to the back kitchen. This is the back kitchen. We cooked using a wood fire. Can you see the fire? Behind our house is a rice field. Thanks for reading our story. <laughs> All right. So um, I'll set a little timer, give you about two minutes again, and uh, turn and talk with somebody about that book and what is uh, transformational and different about the fact that it was enhanced and not a plain paper book. I was in Indonesia and it was a uh, it was I think it was Batak so here you'll pull Kurt in so he's not feeling alone he needs somebody to talk to I'm <laughs> <laughs> 
timers and this is a little app called timer plus which is free there's a lot of different apps in the in the app store but I do I like that one and it has clever sounds which oftentimes kids like so what did what did you say or what did your neighbor say what was different and transformational about this well really three things you've got the voice you've got the written word you've got the picture so if somebody is hearing impaired they could read the words somebody couldn't see they could hear the words It's a very accessible book. And we don't always think about accessibility unless we have a disability or we work with someone who has a disability. But then you become very acutely aware of how important just having the text on the screen is. Right. And a new language. In fact, one of the things that the fifth graders picked up on, I kind of brightened my screen a little bit, was the word hummy. What do you think hummy means in their language? Yeah, all the the sentences that started with we start with humming. Now, sometimes the words get changed, you know, in in the order that they are in a sentence. But, you know, I would not have picked that up if the words had not been on the screen. I wouldn't wouldn't have known that because it would have just sounded like Chinese, Indonesian, an Asian language that I don't know. Okay, what else did you say or did some... Yeah. Why why is that important or valuable? Yeah, it is a different experience, isn't it? When we usually read a book, we don't get to hear the voice of the author or the contributors or the rereader. I mean, cuz it could be some, but we just haven't had that opportunity before. And so it really has a different texture and, a, and a, I don't even know the right word, but it's like another dimension. It's another dimension of experiencing the text to hear them saying it both in English and in their native language. Yes. It encourages expression and expressive reading. Just this Wednesday, and this is Sue Hoagie, who teaches at Independence Elementary School in Yukon. One of her kids came up when we were doing this because those kids had done a project with idioms and they had drawn a picture and then they put those up on the wall. And when I showed this to Sue, 
We were saying, wow, well, that, that would be a great ebook to make because the kids have already drawn pictures. They can read their idiom. And one of her kids came up and said, Ms. Hoagie, I didn't do that assignment. Can I turn that in now? <laughs> they were excited about this whole idea of publishing and sharing and being able to have the expression and the opportunity to express. For our teachers in the room, they talk about the Common Core. Or we're in this Common Core transition. One of the things the Common Core wants us to do at all grade levels is to have students practice oral communication skills and practice their fluency and also publish and share what they have created digitally. So there's a lot of different things that go with that oral communication from an enjoyment standpoint, like you said, and then also from a literacy standpoint, as we are encouraged to not read with a monotone. And by the way, how many times did these kids try before they got the version we hear today? Do you have any idea? It might have been 10 times. It might have been 20. Maybe it was one. You don't know. But there's a lot of power and value in that because... Assuming probably they they did one they were happy with, you know, they didn't. It wasn't just a live performance. What else did anybody say or observe about this? Anything about the content of this? What did you notice? It was different. How is their environment different? We just got done reading uh, Alexander History Rich last Sunday and had the kids list their needs and wants. And how he spent his money on things that he didn't necessarily need. And so we could do something like this so that they could also see how fortunate they are to have the things that they have to purchase in their culture. There's a lot of great stuff in here to discuss, right? What do you see that's different about their house? Well, it's off the ground. Well, where is Indonesia? This is a trick question. North hem- Northern Hemisphere or Southern Hemisphere? We don't have a globe in here. We do have Google Earth, though. I think I've got Google Earth on here. Do you know the answer to that question? Is it Northern Hemisphere? I told you it's a Twit question. It's actually on the equator. So it's both. <laughs> it's both. And um, this is Google Earth, which is a free app, both on the iPad and on um, you know the desktop laptop computer. And so it's going to... Immediately come here to North America, but we can touch on it. Type Indonesia. Okay. And oh, we're going to fly west across what? The Pacific Ocean. And there we are, Indonesia. And we can turn on different layers. And I don't know if I've got this one. I guess I don't have the, the layer to turn on for, huh. Maybe I'd have to go in and do something else to get the equator. But the equator uh, almost bisects Indonesia. So they are actually up in this part of Indonesia. And one of the things that they did in their book, after uh, you read the whole thing, and with most e-books, you can tap in the middle of the book and you're going to be able to get more choices And for instance, I can click now on my library in the upper left corner to go back. And then here at the bottom is like my table of contents. So I can touch down there and come to the end. So I can I can skip skip through about the author. How do you think you say Yogi's last name? Nangolan? Yogi Nangolan? This one part's not red, so I don't know how. 
12, is 12 years old. He wrote the Batak text for this story. Do you think, is Batak right? Does anybody know? This is the first time I've encountered the language, so I don't know. He goes to school at SMP near Nigeri 4, Balij Toba. He hopes to one day be a soccer player for the national Indonesian soccer team. The Indonesian text was read by Taruli and written by Jane Ross. She's their teacher. Um, the Batak text was read by Mika and Sari Sianipat. I can say Sianipat, right? Right? Because I heard them pronounce that. The other thing that they did after this is they said behind the story. And something that's wonderful about the iPad, too, is that in a lot of apps like iBooks, I can pinch and I can make things larger. What are they working on here? An iPad. And one of the fifth graders on Wednesday said in class, did they touch Ms. Hoagie's iPad? We said, no, but they touched this file. They made this file. And because they put it on the Internet, which is a global connected network, Ms. Hoagie downloaded this for free on her iPad on Monday. So the fact that it has this behind the, the, the store, the, behind the story tells a little bit about their father, who's a farmer. Um, their mother sells goods in their local marketplace, tells about the grades that they're in. The youngest oh, um, didn't read her part. How do you how do you pronounce her name? Um, Mika, and then um, we talked. Some of the kids in in Ms. Hoagie's class spoke Spanish, okay? And they're, the the Spanish meaning of their youngest is is very different than you know. Anyway, we talked about that language differences. So behind the story, um, we also have a map, and so there's a little graphic showing where their village is. And I learned about this because the teacher, Jane Ross, shared on Twitter this week about her book that she's published. And so we heard about it, got a link to it, and I sent her a picture. Actually, I had posted a picture of the fifth grade teacher reading this book and sharing it with her kids. And then she just tweeted uh, day before yesterday, hey, you, does, does her kids, do her kids want to blog with my kids? Here's our class blog. Maybe you guys can go, can, can write back and forth. So this particular book was made with an app called um, Book Creator. Um, I'm, I'm pretty sure because it looks just the same as far as the, the graphics and everything that we're going to use today. Um, what I'm going to do now, I am, I'm basically using my laptop as if it was an Apple TV. And uh, Apple TV supports this thing called AirPlay, and that means I can be anywhere in the room. And, um, you know, if we're on the same network, you can actually share your book up here back and forth. There's an app that I have um, that's called Air Server that I can run on my laptop, and it makes my laptop function like an iPad, like a, uh, like a, an Apple TV. So Apple TVs cost about $100, and this app costs $15. So there's a big, big difference there in cost. Um, I'm going to share just a few slides about um, ebooks and, and tell you a little bit about how I got into this. And then um, we'll look at another example or two and, and we'll, we'll jump into Book Creator and start making some iPads. Um, this is my youngest, Rachel. And the summer before last, Rachel helped me write my first book and she was the illustrator of my book. So she created six different illustrations on the iPad using an app called Brushes. 
I had her make an invoice for me and she charged me $20 a piece and she started her savings account with that money. And so her awareness of ebooks really took hold that summer because, yes, we have a print version of the book, but most people have bought the electronic version, which has the videos inside. This doesn't have videos inside it. But the iPad version does, and you can play the 17 videos right inside it. And so her little brain started thinking about ebooks when she went to second grade. And so um, when I share presentations about ebooks, and today's no different, my number one goal for you is for you to record a book with a child. Okay? Take some of what we'll talk about today and the skills we'll do, find a child. Might be your grandchild, might be your, your own child, might be a neighbor's child, might be a student in your class, might be somebody in your church. I don't know. But find someone to record an ebook with. Because what do you think the value of that ebook will be to the family and to that child? Probably hard to define, right? Uh, and so. We can do this. You can do this. The app is here that, you know, we don't have to spend $100. You spend a lot to have an iPad if you have that. The app itself is not that much more, and it allows us to do this. The second goal um, is to encourage you to publish your own ebook. Has anybody here written a book that you've published? Written a book, but not published yet. We live in a wonderful era, a wonderful day for sharing ideas. I wrestled with whether I wanted to go with a traditional publisher or publish myself. Fortunately, my mother was an English teacher and she generously agreed to be my editor. So I had a very good editor for my book, um, but I decided to go ahead and self-publish. And what's one of the biggest concerns people have about self-publishing? We're going to have a lot of junk, right? We're going to have a lot of stuff. It's just not good. It hasn't been vetted. And that's true. There are a lot of things that maybe don't come to a higher bar of publishing quality that whoever name name a publisher is going to have. But isn't it wonderful that you don't have to get somebody's permission to share your ideas? You don't have to get somebody's approval to allow folks on the other side of the planet or right here in Oklahoma City to be able to access your work. It is free to publish on Amazon. You only need to have a bank account, of course, an email address. And uh, your social security or employment identification number. Their, pro- their program is called the uh, Kindle Direct Publishing. So I want to encourage you to do that. And I'm not going to share a ton. We might do another session actually just about that. But that's an encouragement. And then I'm going to try to encourage you to become more ebook savvy. How many of us love paper books? Will you admit to this? I do. Okay. And my kids can't figure out with nonfiction books why I write in them. You know, I circle in them and I highlight, but that's what I like to do with nonfiction. And I read a lot of nonfiction or I've tended to. Um, Do you lose something with an ebook? Kind of. There's a tactile experience. I can't look and go, oh, I'm halfway done. I mean, it's kind of harder to say, what? Where am I? How much more do I have to this? And I can't. It smells good. That's right. And I can't hand it to you here. Here, Kurt, take this, you know, borrow that. Kurt just loaned me a book this week, actually. So, yes, there are differences, but there are also affordances that we have. Like um, I'll give you a code today to download my ebook for free. How much does that cost me? Nothing. 
nothing because it's digital. In a paper-based world, it would cost me money. It cost me actually four bucks to print each one of these. That's how much um, go, um, Create Space charges me. I can charge however much I want to sell it. But that costs money. The electronic doesn't. So um, the website, which actually is on our meet meetup group, um, this will forward to it. That has all the resources about ebooks. This is a URL shortener, so it jumps to this longer address. It's wfriar.me slash ebooks. And I'll be happy to put this up again or, you know, share this. But that is this, this one Google site where I've been putting all the different things about ebooks that I've been learning as I share presentations about this and, you know, encourage folks to, um, to create ebooks and share. So let me tell you a story. In January of 2012, my daughter brought home this folder. This is her writing folder from school. And she had been working since about September on a book with her friend, Madison. Madison actually was the illustrator and Rachel was the writer. And one Saturday morning, we got all of it out. And what did we discover for one of the chapters? Uh-oh, missing picture. Okay, So we had to call Madison. Madison, I need a picture. Can you do this? And so Madison drew the picture. And we spent about three hours drawing, or not drawing, recording. <laughs> She'd already done the drawing. Recording her reading this book, which is called um, Snowflake Gets Lost. And um, you can go to the website right now, meetsnowflake.com, and you can download this book in multiple versions um, for free. Amazon doesn't let you actually list it for free, so it says 99 cents, but you can get it for free on meetsnowflake.com. And let me just go ahead and jump over to my iPad, and I'll show you what that book looks like. Maybe. Here in iBooks. Well, and I think it's here, but let me, I'll show you what, what this looks like when you, when you want to download it. Um, I'm going to just Google Meet Snowflake. Uh, ebook. So I'm putting this up in the upper right corner of my Safari browser and there's the first link. It's meetsnowflake.com that comes up. And so um, there's a link there that says download. So we can click download and there's several different versions that you can get of this book. Okay. There's um, the enhanced EPUB version with audio. That's what we're going to get. There's also an Amazon version, but we're just going to click on this first link. Oops. That's not the one I actually wanted and it's going to download it from Dropbox. Anybody use Dropbox? Dropbox is like a flash drive in the sky, a USB drive in the sky. Do you have a do you use USB drives? Okay. And I don't even think I've got one in here. My children, no, I do. My children will borrow things and sometimes take them out. So, what's great about this? Why does the military ban these in most of their facilities? Because of SneakerNet, right? Because of what happened at Los Alamos a few years ago where somebody walked out with all these secrets and what did they do? They had it on a USB drive. But this lets me save stuff, right? This is what we put our ebooks on from, for the Harry Potter. We put them on a, on a flash drive and then we could move them back and forth. So Dropbox is a site that gives you free space and it's just like this is out in the cloud. It's in the sky. So I clicked on a link that I put on Dropbox and now it gives me the choice to open that. 
Um, in fact, why don't we do this? This is a, well, if you want to, you, you can do this too. It will give you a choice to open it in any of the apps you happen to have on your iPad. So if you do not have iBooks on your iPad yet, I would recommend downloading that. Why? Because it's free and it will let you open up books like this. So I'm going to say open in iBooks. And because I have that program on my iPad already, it's going to jump over here and open that book up. And it's actually going to go to the part where I was before. So here's here's the book. Snowflake gets lost. It's got several different parts. We will go first to the dedication and copyright. Yes, dedicated to Mrs. Zahn, Rachel's second grade teacher that Madison and Rachel had. Oh, if you do want to publish on Amazon, you do need a ISBN number. And there is a site called EpubBud. This is on the website where you can buy them for $5. That's how I did this. I spent $5 and bought that. I spent a lot more money buying the ISBN numbers for my own book. Um, but you have to have one to actually put something on Amazon or, or Apple's book. All right. So we go ahead and go to part one and we can click play. It works with a he lived in Alaska. He had only names left. He lived in town. One day, Snowflake smelled something good in the kitchen. Snowflake's grandmother had died. She was baking a cake for her grandmother who was fast. Oh, how much Snowflake wanted that cake. But he decided to check it out. It was a chocolate cake with strawberry icing and white lining. Lastly, put the finishing touches on the cake and left. Snowflake wanted to follow her, except he had to keep the fire still burning. Okay, we made this book in a program called Pages, and I used my laptop to do it. Um, why is the opportunity to make text size bigger such a big deal? That's a characteristic of ebooks. Why is that a big deal? Many people have trouble reading smaller print. My sister-in-law is the librarian in Allen, Texas, and she has macular degeneration. Until she got a Kindle, she, had, she, she got to the point where she could only listen to audiobooks. Now think about this. She's a librarian of what I think is a, the largest high school in Texas. And when she had her Kindle, suddenly she could read again. That's like a hallelujah moment. Seriously. This is called reflowable text. And most ebooks are going to allow you to do this. They're also going to allow you to choose um, what kind of a theme that you want. And actually, I've read that there's less eye strain when you read light text on dark than dark on light. So it's not just a matter of having this, the screen not as bright. There's actual eye fatigue uh, reasons to possibly think about flipping that around. But <clears throat> this book took us about three hours to make. There's seven different parts. My mother, who lives in Kansas, said, why is it in black and white? To which I said, Mom, they don't have iPads in their class. You know, they just drew this on their own in their writing workshop. This was just what they had, you know. And how do you think we got, I got these pictures? What do we do? Could have scanned it. What's another choice? Take a picture. The number of, of uh, megapixels in digital cameras now is pretty amazing. And especially for something like this, 
you can get a really good quality image, a, a, re, a workable, you know, functional quality image without uh, using a scanner. And it's a lot faster to just take a picture rather than scan. All right, so that's meetsnowflake.com. The big epiphany for me was it took us three hours to do this. And when I found the app ebook creator that we're going to use today and I saw Rachel do it herself, the epiphany was that's what I want. I want the kids doing it because if I'm on the laptop doing most of the work, who's doing most of the learning? I am. And that's not my purpose as a teacher and as a as a parent, too. I I want her to, to learn and also to get this idea of voice and this idea that, you know, your voice is important Um, You have power in your words and power in your voice. And there's a whole side of of just writing, but also publishing that I'm really I'm I'm really excited about um, quite a bit. So let me um, let me show you one more. One or two more examples, and then we're going to take a little break and we'll start um, using our. um, ah. I put this on here because with mirroring, I've actually had some people at school try to play. They have played music on my device if you don't have a password or a little permission thing. So anyway, maybe I should have taken that off. We've got everybody in all of UConn, 8,000 students and teachers on the same network. And so anyway, um, that's why that prompt came up here. Here's an example of a second grade class in January of last year that published a little ebook together. Okay, this is Mrs. Benefield's class, um, and I think I have a link to this on the the ebook um, example site. And so this is kind of similar to what we saw before, except, well, you tell me. We'll look at this, and you can tell me how this is different. In the winter, I like to do a hot chocolate near the fire. In the winter, I like to go to my nana's house. In the winter, I like to go sledding. Okay, how's this one different? What's that? Multi-author. So the class did it, and each one kind of had their own page. What else? It's in color, right? Meet Snowflake was black and white. This one is like the first book we saw created with ebook author, where we've got the, the dot there to click on. Are these pictures or were these created digitally? I kind of think they made them digitally. I think they made them. There's a program on the computer called Kid Picks, and there's a free version called Tux Paint. And uh, I'm thinking that they, they made it in, in an app like that. Um, Here's another book that um, I got permission to share, and this is, was, was made by J.C., who's the aide of one of our students at UConn, and they created this book together last year. Lost by J.C. Ragsdale. Amy, have you seen my dog? I can't find him anywhere. No, J.C., I haven't seen your dog. Mr. Simon, you do know that's a cat, right? I'm looking for my dog. That's definitely a nice dog, but it's not my dog. Hooray, I found my dog. And that's it. Um, They've got some extra pages. This was huge for this student. 
to make this together, um, to be able to share it. Really good feedback that the parents sent about how much they appreciated the fact that this, you know, was created with him. And, and anyway, it was just a, it was just a good, good example. Um, I don't know. Yes, I do. This is one that we actually didn't haven't published, and I need to talk to Jukari and his parents and to Jukari to see if he could publish it. But two years ago, I worked with my daughter's class after they had done Snowflake because the kids got excited about hearing this and they wanted to make their own. And so Jukari had written a book about Minecraft, except actually he knew far more and could express far more about this book than he had actually written down. So it's not that we don't want to encourage, I don't want to say don't write, of course we want to write, but kids can often express verbally a lot more than they might be able to write at that time. And of course we have this connection, if you can say it, then you can write it and we can record first maybe. So I'll just play a little bit of this. This story is about Minecraft, and I like Minecraft because the people who are in Minecraft are like square, and have their houses are too. Stuff above these people are stuff they have. This one's a woman, that one's a, that one's a bucket of water, that one's a pickaxe, that one's a sword, that one's some sand, that one's an arrow, and that's a bow and arrow, and that's an axe, two golden apples, if so fork, and TNT, and a bed. You think this child spends a little time in Minecraft? Just a little bit. Oh yeah, I want to get in first. Oh, hey. What are you doing building that house? Oh, um, do you know it's almost midnight? Yeah. Or who are you? I'm your friend Cash. Oh, hey. Okay, now we started to figure out we could do more than one audio on the same page. Hey, I found a helmet. Oh my gosh, it's opening! Hey, I'm going inside, okay? Let's go into the forest! Yay! Are there creepers in the forest? I don't like creepers. Now, this one we had to kind of note where to go first, because these were kind of in a different order. Go away, or I'll hurt you with a can! Then I will hurt you with this flaming arrow. No, nobody gets hurt. Okay, so we won't play the whole thing. But um, talk about this for a little bit. And, and then, um, yeah, talk about this with, with your neighbor. Um, we've seen a couple more examples. We saw Meet Snowflake. We saw um, Can You Find My Dog. We saw this Minecraft example. Um, or maybe we can just share out loud. What? What do you What do you think? Um, I know the further you get into the book, the more expression. It's almost like it, the book is coming alive to him, so he can express it better. And the way that I've recorded these with students is they'll always play back what they've done right away, immediately. So they're listening to themselves. Now, as adults, a lot of us don't like to hear ourselves recorded. And probably there's an age at which kids start to feel more conspicuous about it. But they become much more aware of how they sound. And yes, he became a lot more expressive. And I was encouraging that, too. You know, there was one part there he asked, you know, for me to read. And so that's a fun part of this, too, that we don't necessarily get in the writing experience. We do when we read it aloud, but it's different having that that feedback. And it creates value of reading. 
reading and writing, you know, more statistics. Know that it's going to be technology and the famous is on a, something else somebody else can see. Yeah, and there's an audience, there's an audience that's different, right? A lot of times in school, there's no silver bullet. And just because we say do ebooks, that doesn't mean every child's going to be on fire for writing. But a lot of the work we do in school can just end up at best what on the refrigerator at home for how long? Just a while. But, you know, how long can a digital object survive? I mean, that's an interesting question because different formats change and, and things like that. But it's not going to deteriorate in the same way that a physical piece of paper that we did in class would. And the transportability and shareability of this is quite different than a physical piece of paper. And there's the layer of the voice. OK. And the opportunity to see growth, you know. This is what we did in September. This is what we did in December. Now look at us in January. Look at us in March. Can you hear the difference? You know, can the student hear the difference? Any other thoughts or comments? Okay, what we're going to do next is we're going to actually work in the app Book Creator. And if you don't have Book Creator, um, and by the way, I've... You know, I have my stuff in a lot of folders, but sometimes I can't find things. So on the iPad, imagine that you can push over to the right. And this is called Spotlight and then type the beginning of whatever app you would like to use. And so um, we're going to take a break for about um, 10 minutes. I'll set a timer and we can, you know, get a drink or go to the restroom or whatever. But we'll take a break for about 10 minutes. And when we come back, um, we're going to be in Book Creator, and I'll show you how to use that. We're going to practice creating some ebooks in Book Creator. So if you don't have it, what I encourage you to do is um, go to our page for the meetup. Okay? If you Google Playing with Media Meetup, I have a direct link to that app right here. And when you click Book Creator for iPad on your iPad, it will take you to the store immediately to that app and you'll be able to get it. I'm going to demonstrate before the end of the day, Creative Book Builder. One of the reasons is Creative Book Builder works on iPod touches and iPhones as well as iPads. And Book Creator is only iPad. So we've got a school that has a K-20 grant from OU and they're all iPod touches. So I was been searching for how can they make ebooks and record. And so I'll, I'll be showing that. But we'll spend most of our time using Book Creator for iPad. We will be. Yes, we're going to share. Now, Jane Ross's um, I'll, I'll share a link on our site for hers. The, the, the Batak text. Yeah, it's in Apple. It's, it's on their store and it's free. And we're going to have to explore that as far as how that will who will be publishing it? Because what, what I know we'll do is we'll have a Dropbox link, just like you saw for the uh, Meet Snowflake, that people can download. To publish it in Apple means somebody's got to pay $99 to be a developer and submit it and stuff like that. But we might. We'll just have to see. Okay, let's take about a 10-minute break. I'll set a timer and uh, come back, and we'll do some creating. When you hear the elephant, we'll start again.